0: hey everyone welcome back to dr. love it's your boy dr. love we are back in the studio really 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 excited about today and i know i always say that but today is actually going to be really awesome Uh, Because we have a special guest that's pretty close to me and I know a lot about but you guys don't and so I'm pumped But before we get to that, I just wanted to say um, Thank you for making this last week an all-time record week for dr. Love You guys gave us more listens and more follows than any other week in our history we cracked 500 listens all time Um, Which may not sound like a lot, and it's really not in the grand scheme, but for us, it's super encouraging. And so we just wanted to say thank you um, and continue to tell your friends. And as always, we're open to your submissions, and we want to talk about what you want to talk about. So follow us on Instagram, uh, at DrLovePod. But with that being said, I would like everybody to give our special guest a warm, warm welcome uh, Could you give us the sixty-second elevator pitch? Who are you?
1: All right. Well, hello everyone. I am Paige Butler, uh, Ben's Ben's sister here, his younger sister. Um, I am. I just turned twenty, and I am a student at uh, Cedarville University. It's a small Christian private school in Cedarville, Ohio, kind of close to Dayton. I'm in the nursing school there, just finished my second out of four years for my bachelor's nursing degree. Um, Let's see, I guess the most important thing about myself is I'm a Christian, a daughter of God, and so that's for sure the most important. I'm the third out of four kids, I have three brothers. And yeah, right now I'm just back at home with the family for the summer. I'm going to on a missions trip in a, in a few weeks, which I'm excited about. But yeah, that's a quick quick pitch.
0: So, what's it like being the middle child?
1: Uh, well, it's I don't know. I feel like maybe it's because I'm the only girl, but I didn't really get the whole stereotype of like not feeling like you're listened to and feeling kind of just like thrown in the middle there. I feel like I I got enough attention as a kid. And like I said, maybe it's because I was the only girl, but yeah, I don't know. I enjoy it. I don't think I'd like to be the oldest, no offense, Ben, or the youngest. So
0: (laughs) No, it's okay. And the missions trip to Zambia, so that's coming up. That's exciting.
1: Yes, I'm very excited for that. I just became fully funded for that. Lots of people praying for it. And yeah, just getting prepared for that. That'll be in a little over two weeks, so kind of crazy.
0: Well, Paige, we just wanna say thank you for coming on the show and I guess mm-hmm. to get started, um, you mentioned you, you attend a Christian university yes. in Ohio. Yes. Um, small school, right?
1: Mm-hmm. It is small.
0: Okay. It is. So we're talking what, four thousand?
1: Yeah, a little over four thousand. It's growing a lot, but right now it's just like a forty five hundred, but that's kind of including the online
0: okay. So Sword. I bring that up because I, so for those of you who don't know, I attended, um, a bigger public university, mm-hmm. not a Christian school. Uh, so my opinion, uh, and kind of Dr. Love, like a lot of the perspectives I give are, are from the perspective of somebody who's been in a secular environment, the majority of their educational life. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously you having a different college experience, Can you tell us a little bit about what the dating and relationship scene is like at your school?
1: Yeah, so that's a good question because I am the first in my family to go to a small private Christian school. So it definitely was so much different than I initially anticipated dating to look like. Um, So, wow, let's see, where do I even begin? Dating at a small Christian school. Is incredibly intentional. First and foremost, you go into it. The concept of casual dating is just non-existent. You don't you don't really casually date at a place like Cedarville, uh, for the most part. I mean, there are always exceptions. Also, um, it's not as common. I would say to just like have someone come up to you and be like, "Hey, you want to go on a date?" It usually starts with a friendship, which that's kind of common everywhere. But that's maybe. Potentially even more common at Cedarville. Um, but yeah, it's it's very intentional. Um, you get to know... You date with a lot of intentionality. I guess, sorry, I'm being kind of vague here. Like kind of you share what you want to do in life pretty early on. You um, maybe move a little quicker uh, in the emotional side of things early on just to see if this is like the person you want to marry because at a christian school you're ultimately dating with the goal of marriage like in mind it's none of this like ah, maybe you're uh just for fun definitely that's that's not common at all um i'm trying to think what else
0: so okay so i i feel like i get a little bit of a sense of where you're coming from Mm mm-hmm you said something that intrigued me a little bit about with the intentionality behind dating. Yes. Right? Yes. So you mentioned establishing a friendship first, mm-hmm. being emotionally vulnerable, fairly vulnerable early on.
1: Yeah, that's, I, I should correct myself, emotionally vulnerable to an extent, but there, it's kind of like a weird, like, uh, disconnect. You like, you want to be, I feel like people are vulnerable with, like, their relationships with the Lord, which is, I think, is great, Um, but then they also are very intentional with not being too emotionally vulnerable in order to, like, protect your heart is a common phrase, or, like, guard your heart, Um, and so it's kind of a balance, I think, so I shouldn't say, I'll correct myself, I shouldn't say super emotionally vulnerable, I think, like, vulnerable about, like, your relationship with the Lord, but when it comes to, like, actually sharing deep feelings it maybe takes a little longer because people are like think they're being wiser with quote-unquote guarding their hearts
0: and so you also mentioned something about people going into these relationships with a marriage mentality of hey like i'm doing this to find the person that i'm going to marry Mm -hmm. how do people going into these relationships figure that out how do you figure that out i mean Um, i guess
1: I think a lot of people, um, that's a good question. I think it comes with a lot of time and very like sought out one-on-one time together. Um, asking a lot of, que- this is vague stuff that I think is common everywhere, but asking a lot of questions, um, something that's not common everywhere is lots of prayer, as well as it's very popular to not invite other people into your relationship per se that might be a little bit of a strong way of putting it but um seeking a lot of outside counsel um a lot of people have one-on-one mentorships that they've built over the years and they ask their mentor about like how they knew who the person they end up marrying like how they knew they were the one or um or how what they think of this person or what their friends think of this person. I think it's maybe a little bit more common to like seek outside advice and counsel, um, at a place like Cedarville or at a, at a small Christian school.
0: Gotcha. No, I, I appreciate, I appreciate Mm -hmm. you sharing just because I think for myself and for other listeners, it may not be necessarily something that we think about all the time, not being in that sort of Christian environment. I think it's totally unique. It's awesome. Could you go into a little bit about the advantages and disadvantages you see of kind of being in those sort of environments, like yeah. specifically a Christian environment, kind of the the advantages and maybe the drawbacks or things that can go wrong in that sort of place? Yeah,
1: yeah for sure. I think um, first, some big advantages as a Christian are being surrounded by a lot of other like-minded fellow believers Um, I think that's incredibly difficult to find nowadays in in the secular realm. Um, I think that, so that's obviously not the number one, but that's a huge advantage of being at a place like that when it comes to dating. Um, Another advantage is kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, a lot of access to wise counsel and mentors, um, whether that be like professors or just different faculty or even just like upperclassmen people at a church that you're involved in. I think it's really nice to just be able to, even Christian friends, to have that sort of outside counsel because I think when you're dating, it's incredibly subjective, your view of the person. It's hard to see a lot of wrongs when you like someone, but it's nice to hear an objective view from someone on the outside, like, hey, maybe watch out for this, you know, since they don't like that same person. It kind of, like I said, provides a more objective view. So that's for sure, those are for sure some advantages. I think some disadvantages, um, I think a big one is, and this is going to sound like I'm contradicting myself, but you are surrounded by a lot of believers, but one disadvantage can be the misconception that every guy there is a believer, um, and, well, for me, guy, I mean, Mm -hmm. for guys, girls, obviously, um, but thinking like, oh, well, he's here at Cedarville, so he must be a believer and therefore he's good to date like every guy's an option and i think that that can be a disadvantage because like just because i'm in that environment doesn't necessarily mean that everyone i come across is a true believer or even if they are they might just they might not be someone i want to date just because they are a believer so that can be a bit of a misconception and therefore a disadvantage um i think another one and a lot of my fellow or a lot of my friends at c might disagree with this um so sorry if you're listening but um I think another disadvantage can be maybe overthinking dating when it really does not need to be. Um, So there's like kind of like I was saying with the intentionality I've heard so many and a lot of this is really wise a lot of this is really wise stuff but like a lot of these different rules or like thoughts and convictions about dating and like oh like if he says this watch out for this and like all these different rules and to me personally I think sometimes people can overthink things and end up missing out on, on maybe something good in the relationship because they have over overthought. Um, but yeah, those are some advantages and disadvantages.
0: Got you. Yeah, no, I, I was curious just because, you know, kind of coming from a different angle and looking at things, being in different environments and kind of trying to observe, I've I've been really working on trying to observe and learn more and mm-hmm. figure out kind of okay here's how i need to proceed in this environment mm-hmm. these are some positives and negatives and so i i appreciate you taking the time to share that i think that's very interesting um moving in a little bit more personal direction for you mm-hmm. um talk to me a little bit about uh your personal experience with dating at cedarville or in your life in general like What has that been like and and just walk us through a little bit of that
1: yeah for sure so I would say that my experience with dating life is incredibly limited I um in high school I didn't date at all before college um I talked to various guys in high school but I never really became friends or hardly even met many Christians um and so I didn't have a desire in high school to date someone that wasn't a Christian, but I think I did like like attention. And so I, I talked to various people, um, but never really dated someone. I think once I got to college, my freshman year, again, I didn't date anyone, talked to a few people, but my sophomore, so I just finished my sophomore year. Last fall, um, I dated, like actually dated someone for the first time and it was literally only like three weeks. Um, and we had talked longer than that, but like our actual period of dating was really only three weeks. Um, and I learned a lot from it. I think God was incredibly gracious to allow me to learn from the, uh, that experience because it wasn't an, like, incredibly healthy relationship. Um, and I made a lot of mistakes and both of us did. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say it was the picture of what a lot of Cedarville relationships look like. One could say it wasn't as intentional. It wasn't as, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't necessarily think I like went into it w- with all the wisdom I could have gone into it with, but sure. I learned from it.
0: And what do you think appealed to you about that relationship? You know, what, what drew you, uh, you know, you mentioned not having maybe as much wisdom going into it as you should. Mm -hmm. maybe not being as intentional as you would have liked to be. What drew you to that?
1: I think I had never had a boyfriend, so it was definitely a draw to have one. And not to, I don't want to sound too arrogant here, but like, it's not like I never had the opportunity to have a boyfriend. It's just I think this was the first guy where there was a mutual interest and I thought he like knew the Lord and everything. And so it was just like, oh finally have this opportunity to like have a boyfriend and like um I really liked him and he liked me and so there's just like this mutual attraction and yeah, I think it was more of like a first that I wanted to okay. experience. Was yeah. the main was a main draw. Yeah. As well as like a Christian and I didn't I hadn't in high school known like any Christian guys really so,
0: so it was more so he's a Christian I like him he likes me
1: yeah because Let's previously, take this opportunity right because previously it had just been like oh he likes me or like I like him kind of from afar like mm-hmm. a random a random people and it was never super mutual and I think this is one of the first times it was like totally mutual and like worked out sure at the time being so okay
0: yeah no I think I think that's a good point because I it was funny I was just talking about this in a recent episode about how just because somebody's a believer, And you're interested in them or they're interested in you does not mean they're the one for you.
1: Yeah, that's really true. I think it takes a lot of discernment to figure out who God really wants you to end up with.
0: And it takes time.
1: Lots of time and getting to know them and getting to know them doesn't necessarily have to mean dating them. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I think, hey, I appreciate that answer as well. I, I just was curious to get a little bit deeper in there. So thank you for sharing some personal yeah, stuff. I, I appreciate it. I know this isn't necessarily the easiest or most comfortable thing to do, but...
1: Oh, no, it's all good. Um, I'm happy to do it.
0: <laughs> all right. I, moving into a little bit of a, di- a different direction here, uh, I had a couple of, of questions and kind yeah. of submissions from the audience. We had, We had asked a couple of weeks back now, some things that um they want to see addressed on the show okay um and i I thought i would ask you just your thoughts on some things so uh one of these things is the concept of red flags Mm -hmm. you know i think that word gets that phrase gets thrown around in the dating world like oh that's a red flag that's a red flag if he has this that's a red flag um I think it can be overused at times and used as an excuse to not work on certain aspects of a relationship. However, I also think there are legitimate red flags that you should stay away from and stay wary of. Mm -hmm. What, in your mind, is the line between like a yellow flag or like a proceed with caution versus like what are red flag no
1: goes for you? Yeah, yeah. That's a really good question. I think. Um you want like specifics?
0: Yeah, yeah, like okay. in your in your eyes, so, like in yeah. your opinion, what are some things just off the top of your head? Yeah,
1: so okay, this might get a little bit uncomfortable. I think that Okay, well to start with a line between a yellow and red flag, I think a red flag would be something like Well, when it comes to, so I'm thinking of this as from a Christian perspective, just because yeah, that's no, kind of how I think of all yeah, things. Yeah, of course. Yeah. This um, is your interview. Yeah. So I think like when it comes to sin and what like the Bible says is sin, I think that a red flag would be indicative, not every sin, I because you can't expect the person you're dating to be perfect. Otherwise, everything they do wrong would be a red flag, which I don't think is right. But I think how someone responds to sin says a lot. So if someone does something that you don't think is right and that is a sin and you're dating them and you call them out um, and or, or you're thinking about dating them and you call them out and they respond like it's ah, no big deal and then they continuously do that. To me, that's a red flag. So I think someone's response to sin is a red flag if it's like a really bad response and it's habitual. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas a yellow flag might be like, a sin like gossiping or lying um and you call them out and they're like oh you're right i'm sorry and they try to work on that i think that's more of a yellow flag and like okay they might be prone to like doing that but they recognize it now and we can work through it that's more of a yellow flag to me now i think some specific red flags with certain sins even if they recognize it's wrong they can still be red flags i think when they like pertain to dating like very directly or specifically or to to marriage um I think like I said this might be uncomfortable but I think things like pornography um I this one's hard I think would be considered a red flag for me personally if I know that the guy I'm dating is struggling with that I just think it would most likely for me just be best to be like man we gotta you gotta work on this on your own right now and right. I can't be dating someone who's struggling with that. So to me, stuff like that, because I feel like that directly pertains to like the functioning of a marriage, pr- like directly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, absolutely. And so stuff like that to me would be a pretty, pretty clear red flag. Um, but I don't think red flags need to be permanent, if that makes sense. So I think that like if we and a lot of people at Cedarville disagree with me on this, but, like, to me, if, if someone's struggling with that, let's take the pornography example, and I'm like, hey, look, we need to, like, break up because this is something that, like, I don't deserve, and you need to work on, and hopefully he would recognize it, and we'd break up, and I'd want him to work on it, and I'd really want to make sure that his intention with working on it and his motivation is not me, that it's the Lord. And if I, if, if, like... I discern, hopefully the Lord gives me wisdom that it is the Lord and he works through it and you know doesn't struggle with that for a long period of time. I think I could get back together with him potentially if I feel that's what the Lord wants me to do. Like I don't think red flags
0: Are need to permanent, stay permanent. Per se. Yeah, okay, okay. I don't think
1: it's like oh drop him forever because of that. Right. Um so yeah, that's a specific example but
0: Got you. Yeah, no, I'm always curious because I think different people obviously have slightly different lines of where they would draw between a yellow and a red. I, I mean, I, I think your take was actually really solid. I, I would probably fall somewhere in a similar camp of mm-hmm. your opinion on okay, that, yeah. actually. Um, and then building on that, uh, I, actually, you know, a lot of people have this thought that, oh, you know, I'm looking for my Mr. Right or mm-hmm. my Mrs. Right and they have to have all these qualities and in your mind this person has no flaws and they're perfect <laughs> and that person simply doesn't exist yeah. Um, and and I think the reason why I kind of preface what I'm about to say with that is because I think the concept of um, the one or soulmate oh she's my soulmate he's my soulmate gets thrown around a lot um, now there are people who believe strongly in this, and there are people who disbelieve strongly in this idea of there being a soul that you have a soulmate. Um, I've actually heard very, very compelling arguments from both sides mm-hmm. uh, on this. Even Chris, even among Christians, among non Christians, you'll get similar answers. It's yeah. unique. Yeah, for sure. What are your personal thoughts on kind of the? the one or my one mentality versus it doesn't exist i'm curious
1: Mm -hmm. okay so a few thoughts i think primarily it's important to define what you mean when you say that right um if you mean because i would agree that there is the one for someone if you mean in my for me god has someone For everyone, like for everyone that he wants to get married, he has a person in mind for them. Right. So in that sense, I do think God has predestined certain people to be together. So in that sense, there is the one. Now, if you mean that in a hypothetical world, there's only one person I could possibly be with that a marriage would work. I disagree with that because Mm. I think there are, I could be with an introvert or an extrovert in various capacities. Like I don't necessarily think there's one person, that's just an example Of equality but like i don't in that sense like in a hypothetical realm i guess um you could say i don't think that there's only one type of person people could possibly be with do you see what i'm saying so no i do depends on how you define it um a few other thoughts on that concept i think um i heard this wisdom shared with me in a chapel at cedarville actually that was kind of about dating um it is a big weight to put on someone to call them your one. Um, And I think it's a weight they don't deserve that you probably shouldn't be calling them. I know that sounds harsh, but it's putting a lot on someone to be like, oh, you're my one, my everything, my soulmate. I mean, that is like placing them on a pedestal in your life that they're not gonna be able to fulfill and live up to. And so I personally choose to stay away from language like that for a lot of reasons, one of them being this that like I can't expect people to live up to this standard of like truly being my like all satisfying soulmate. Um because people let you down and like you said, there is not this perfect person who fulfills every checkbox and quality that I ever want and who always will. Um, but like I said, God does have someone for for people that he wants to get married. Um, I also think that, uh, well, I guess that's basically it. I just think that the concept of a one, generally, I would I would stay away from. Because I think people can work with everyone while still recognizing... Or people can work with different people, but while still recognizing that like God does have someone planned for you, if, if that's what he wants for you.
0: No, that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I think a lot of times... I've seen people wrestle with that idea, um, as well as the idea that is kind of related, although not completely. But the idea that you need someone to complete you—that's what I was just going to bring um, up. That's yeah. what I was trying to get. And it's yeah. it's similar. I mean, it's not the exact same concept, but it's like the oh, like this person is my other half, and I need this person in order to really complete me. Yeah,
1: I think that that is a is. Is another like it relates to what I was saying of like you can't expect that much out of someone and I know I sound cynical I just think even like biblically speaking like you're not half a person until you find your other person you know like you are a whole being that God has made and so you need to recognize that you are a whole and another person's a whole and you're coming together even though you're gonna make one like it doesn't mean you're half each. That's just not, and I think that's thinking, to think you're half a person until you meet your quote unquote soulmate or quote unquote one, is is thinking too low of yourself. You know, like think higher of yourself. You are a whole person, um. Before you've met your other your your person you're supposed to be with, and so that's that's very true. I think that's great. There's not some missing puzzle piece in your life that that a person can fill. That's for sure.
0: Right. Yeah, no, I, I happen to agree with that as well. I, I'm not a fan whenever anybody will bring up something of the, oh, she completes me, he completes me. I would push back on that. Um, I I would even go, no,
1: same. I would even go so far to say like, man, that poor, like if if, if he is saying, oh, she completes me, I'm like, oh, that poor girl, she's expected to do a right. lot in that man's she's life. Like, she carry can't carry the load of know, a lot of weight. Just, and if she ever fails, physically do it.
0: right, if she ever fails, then, it it will let the other person down and it's just you hate to see it you You honestly hate to see it um and now this kind of leads me into the final couple questions but some that i really am curious you know if if i were to tell you today what one thing would you say to women in 2022 of what you see something that could be done better what what would you say like advice wise to women in general that are your age or any age but speaking to people you're comfortable speaking to Mm -hmm. what advice would you say or what needs to be done better than what's done right now
1: i would say this relates to what we just said that no man is going to like satisfy you or make or at least long-term speaking is going to satisfy you make you feel whole make you feel complete um no person no um yeah no man no person on this earth is ever gonna do that um the only person or not person the only way that you'll find fulfillment and complete satisfaction that's literally everlasting in this life and the next is through jesus and so i think that i've very deeply experienced that that like even if i have no guy in my life right now that i'm just as satisfied and fulfilled as when i did um and that's only because i have the holy spirit in me and i've believed in jesus as my lord and savior and so like he is the all satisfying and he's the reason i'm a whole being um and I don't have to think of myself as this half a being until I found my other half because, I don't know, he's just my all-fulfilling, all all-satisfying all joy. And so, I to all the women out there, I think it's really easy for us. Men have their own um, tendencies, and I think for us, a major tendency is to become very emotionally um, attached to someone quickly. And to be like, oh my gosh, like they give me joy and they bring me happiness, and when I think of them, like my heart flutters and I get butterflies. And I don't think that that stuff's wrong. I think God created those feelings for a reason, and I think they're good and right when we put them at at the right um, on the right pedestal in our lives. And if they're at the highest, I think that's when we end up getting really hurt and really let down because it will those feelings will eventually fade, and then we're left with like, oh no, the most important thing in my life just faded. So if you put God as the first most important thing in your life and at the center of all the other things, he never fails. So you'll never be left feeling empty because even if these other things crumble, he'll, he'll still be there in the center at the top. And so that's just what I'd say. Put him first in your life. Submit to the Lord. He'll always satisfy you even if there's not a man. And just know that God created you, um, many of you to be with a man and to rejoice in that um but know that all you really need is god so
0: commit your work to the lord and your plans will be established yes you know amen. so amen. i mean that you're speaking That's, truth yeah no i <laughs> um, love it and okay and vice versa what about for men is there something that you want to call out or advice that you could give to men in this generation
1: Yeah, I mean, I know men hear this a lot and women need to hear this just as much. um, But look at women as, um, as I'm always speaking from a Christian perspective just because that's my life. But like when looking at fellow believers, look at them as sisters in Christ first. Um, Look at women as fellow creation that God has made. Don't look at them um as objects i know you guys all know this um be respectful of them and not just to their face be respectful of them when speaking about them with your friends um because what you talk about behind people's backs and honestly be respectful of them in your minds because what you think about women will come out in your speech and actions whether or not you you try to help it and so i would say and again this goes to women too i'm just specifically speaking to men now Um, be respectful of what you think of them and that will flow out with how you treat them and how you speak to them and interact with them and then how you speak about them and so yeah don't be objectifying be respectful as I'm sure many of you are and yeah I think that that will help so many of the dating issues that come about today um, with a lot of feeling a lot of women feeling like they're objectified
0: Thank you. Yeah, I I I totally totally see that happening sometimes in terms of being a man and observing myself in the way that a lot of us talk and think about women. I think a lot of times we can claim that we're thinking about them as sisters in christ first but if we're honest with ourselves we're really not and i think that is an ongoing struggle
1: and yeah and it's in there's a lot women can do to help with that i know this is controversial saying this but like there's a lot women can do to help men and vice versa to help each other think of each other in more like edifying and pure ways i think that it's okay or like obviously ideally this wouldn't happen but if a man thinks about a woman in a pretty impure way if you recognize that immediately and turn your eyes quickly to the lord um i just think of like moving your eyes from downward to upward to god um i just kind of think of it in that way then i think god is pleased with that you know you can't always help the initial attraction or whatever uh, we may be talking about but if you just quickly turn your eyes to the lord i think that once you do that more and more, a pattern will take hold in your life, and it'll be really good.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree. And, and finally, what are you looking for in a man? You know, what mm. is it that you personally, and this is a little bit more preference, I know, um, but obviously there are the non-negotiable things. Yeah. Uh, that he has a solid relationship with the Lord, I'm yeah. assuming. Um, that he's a man, man of God. What are the things that you're really looking for quality-wise?
1: Um, yeah, so that you're right. The non-negotiable 100% is he needs to have a solid relationship with the Lord. And notice I didn't just say relationship. I've, I personally, after having experience in another, uh, the other way, I need someone to have a solid relationship with the Lord. Um, one where we can both learn from each other about the Lord. Because I don't want to be participating in something that's not bringing more glory to the Lord than if I didn't have it. Do you get what I'm saying? So, like, I don't want to be dating someone and be less glorifying to God than if I was single because it's, like, all I want to do is bring the most glory to God that I can. So our relationship has to be glorifying to God. Um, So that's a pretty non-negotiable or more glorifying than if I was single. Uh, I think some more, like, negotiables, but preference-wise... um, I was talking to our mom about this, um, like I think it was yesterday or two days ago. I think generally I'd prefer an extroverted person to an introverted person, someone who can make me laugh a lot and who hopefully I can make laugh. Um, I mean, like I, I mean, it is a preference. I'm not opposed to dating an introvert. Um, but, and then I think another really important thing is having someone whose reputation precedes them in a really positive way. I think how someone how someone's friends and how my friends speak about the person I'm dating is really important to me because I value my friends' input a lot. So I think someone who is spoken well of and who people like and can see the fruit of the spirit in their lives is incredibly important. So I think like a man of God, a solid man of God, um, whose reputation precedes them in a good way, and who's preferably extroverted and like funny (laughs) those are pretty basic yeah yeah no i i
0: I appreciate that though because i know you know everybody has has those qualities that they look for Mm -hmm. um i think your heart is really in the right place and i just want to say thank you just for sharing that wisdom because i feel like a lot of wisdom was shared tonight. Thank you. Um so
1: I appreciate the opportunity to share.
0: Yeah, no, and I I've been really I I remember when when I first talked with some of my co hosts about starting this podcast, we really, really thought you would be a guest that we needed on. And so I'm really, really happy that (laughs) I got to actually do this interview. So yeah.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. I love what you're doing here. I think it's important to bring light to an issue that Some people may not be talking about. Yeah,
0: and that's the goal. You know, at Dr. Love, obviously, authenticity, communication, and honesty in this context, I think, are really important. Mm -hmm. Um, And just being authentic in that, not hiding behind a shell of yourself. Yeah. Not trying to portray yourself as somebody or something that you're not. um, Yeah. And, and I think that you've been super real with us. And so I really appreciate it. Um,
1: thank you. I appreciate so, it.
0: So, yeah, thank you guys for listening tonight to Dr. Love. Um, we have more content on the way uh, for you guys. So stay tuned uh, for more. Um, listen to this episode. Go listen to the others if you haven't gotten a chance. There's a lot of really great material there. And can't wait to see you next time.